you might be out there selling these services and people are also doing the exact same thing. They're out there talking about their business. They're out there calling on the exact same types of clients. So in sales, what we really do is we leverage storytelling. If you're really good at it, you leverage storytelling in how you sell, right? We stop mm -hmm. the features and benefits and we start saying, what's the win for you? The business of sales is sometimes harder than actually making the sale in the first place. See, you're not only a professional salesperson, you're a business owner, but the focus always seems to be on sales. Well, we're here to help you. I've been in the sales world and training sales professionals for over four decades. My name's Morris Sims. I've seen some great salespeople fail because they didn't run their business very well. Well, we're going to share success concepts and interview some great entrepreneurs who are going to help you in your business. Welcome to the Business of Sales. You know, we talk a lot about marketing on the show, and we do that on purpose because if you don't have somebody to talk to, I don't care what you sell or how you're doing or how great a salesperson you are, if you don't have somebody to talk to, you're out of business. So yeah. marketing, marketing is very important to us. And that's why Kim Jara Whittington is with us today. Kim Jara is a marketing expert. She's a story brand certified coach and a business coach and has done some great things. If you look at her website, I'm telling you, she's got some great <laughs> testimonials on there. So we're very, very pleased and excited to have Kim Jara with us today on the show. Hi, welcome. Glad you're here. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about how you got into all this marketing stuff. Cause I mean, you just don't wake up one day and go, Oh, I'm going to be a marketing expert. Very true. Actually, I spent 23 years in corporate America running sales and marketing teams, very similar to you have a huge sales background, um, manage $50 million books of business and, you know, up to 60 plus employees and salespeople. And what I learned, um, really quickly, um, towards the last like five years of my life, pretty much that I was done with the sales travel. <laughs> I was ready to start my own business. And I realized how ineffective most marketing can be for the people that are utilizing it. There's a ton of wasted money, wasted time. And so that's why I decided to start my own company. Oh, that's great. Sounds good. And how long have you been doing this now? It's been a little over four years. Wow. Yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? I, I, as you say, I came out of the same kind of an environment. And the thing that struck me was when I got out there, suddenly had to run my own business, had to hire attorneys and stuff. And, you know, those people want to get paid. <laughs> yes, they do. It was it was amazing to me. I was used to having two floors of of lawyers on Madison Avenue that I could just call. And all of a sudden, these people want to get paid. I want to, before we leave here today, I'd like for you to share with us some of your thoughts about running your own business. But before we do that, okay, let's talk about marketing. What's, what's, uh, what's the biggest thing you see with your clients that they really need to, to be doing, but maybe they're not until they talk to you? <laughs> well, most of them um, are doing the very best they can with what they know, right? There's so much mm -hmm. information and noise out there in the market. And the, the reason that people aren't getting results that I see is because they're not leveraging the power of storytelling. The old way of kind of positioning yourself, because we think, right, especially salespeople, sometimes we think we have to convince somebody to do business with us. 
So we say, here's who we are. Here's how great we are. Here's why you should work with us. Here's why our program's the best. And, are, you, are you saying we should sell ourselves, sell our company, and then sell our product? Is that, is that what you, yeah, Well, right. that's what they're doing. That's not what I'm saying you should do. So it's, it's interesting because it's human nature to think you have to convince somebody of something. And the truth is the human brain doesn't buy that way. We buy when somebody's going to solve a problem that's going to make our life or business better. So through storytelling, that's what we do is we position your brand or your company in uh, as the, the guide who's going to guide your customers to success and it lets them become the hero of the story. And um, so most people, one of the myths is people think, oh, you're going to help me with storytelling. You're going to tell my story again, going back to me, right? But that's not true. Every company we work with, we're looking for what is the story the customer wants to hear and be invited into so that they will click that button and want to buy your products and services. I love it. I love it. And it, I, this all is based in, in Donald Miller's book and his, his philosophies, right? Well, some of it is. Some so, of it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the storytelling aspect of it, absolutely. I'm a story brand certified guide. And if you haven't picked up that book, I highly recommend it, Building a Story Brand. Um, but it's. I think for me, branding goes way beyond that. Donald Miller, what I always say is he starts at the end, not at the beginning. So when you're <laughs> developing your brand for your business and you're developing your messaging strategy, you have to go to the beginning. So I'm actually level C trained as well through Marty Newmeyer and his Zag, if you've heard of the brand Zag or brand flip. Um, and that's really more strategic branding. Yeah, I can, I can see that for sure. I, I just love what Don does when he, when he makes the analogy to, to uh, Star Wars, it, you know, I'm Yoda. I'm not, uh, I'm not, yep. not Luke. I'm Yoda. Right? And, and that's what just boom, I, sort of like big bright light in my head. Mm -hmm. And I have a lot of bright lights in my head. But that particular one was was very enlightening to me that I understood then exactly what we were trying to say about hero and guide. Mm -hmm. And it made made a lot more difference for me. But tell me more about that that whole idea, Kimjara, about branding in the beginning and how you oh, get okay. started. Yeah. So, so what's really important when you're developing a brand is a couple things. Um, and so this is what we do in my company is we really look at primarily your target audience, right? We've got to explore that and we've got to explore how are you going to uniquely position yourself to go to market? So when you can become a disruptive brand, which Marty Neumeyer talks about a lot, and you can disrupt the market with something original, an original idea, an original thought that is different from how everybody else is doing business, you have a, a platform to kind of stand on to be the next level in your industry and in your market. Um, and so that's really important, especially with like professional service businesses and service-based companies. Um, a lot of times, and I personally think, you know, they're becoming more of a commodity nowadays and, and it sucks that it's like that, right? Because we don't want that. Like, you know, you can find everything on the internet. So how do you set yourself apart as a CPA or a lawyer or an IT service provider, et cetera? Like, how do you change how you go to market and how you communicate your brand message to people that they, they sit up and they listen? And so really that storytelling aspect comes into play with that. You know, we talk about brand a lot and, and I hear it and I read about it, but 
I don't know that I really completely understand what we mean when we say brand, especially for a professional salesperson. I mean, I've got a set of products that I sell. I know who my audience yeah. is. I just got to get out there and go call on some more people. If I talk to more people, I make more money. What's the whole idea of this branding mess? <laughs> That's a good question. So your brand, think of it like your brand's your reputation. Okay, so your brand is your reputation. And the reason that it's so important is because people buy from people they know, like, and trust. So every bit of communication you put out there, whether that's your website, whether that's a flyer you drop off that has your information on it, your business card, everything you do. And most people think of brand just as the visual brand. They think the logo, the colors, the fonts, but that's not even your brand. That's kind of what we call like, how others see what you do, right? So any type of marketing you put out has a visual aspect to it that you're portraying yourself as. But it's more, the brand is more um, your reputation. And I like to say, it's, it's we don't even own our own brand, right? We make our brand and then our customers will actually be the ones who own our brand and talk about us in a specific way. Oh, when, now that's a different concept I've never heard before. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So we make our brand. We can put out everything we want people to say. Mm -hmm. But again, that's why if you connect your rep, if you just think of it like it's your reputation, then it becomes very easy to understand, right? That, you know, if, if a if a company has, you know, something that crushes it, like right now in the news is Tesla and what's happening and, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, and the reputation has fallen and then now it's picking back up again. And, and so the things that happen within the organization, within the people that lead those organizations, that is your ultimate reputation, which ultimately affects how many people out there are going to talk about you. Well, I think you you hit the nail on the head. You said people do business with people they know, like, and trust. Mm -hmm. And if I've got a bad reputation out there of any kind whatsoever, I don't know that if it's the first time I'm encountering you, I'm ever going to trust you right off the bat. True. Yeah. And that's what good marketing and branding does. So that's why you want to be consistent. And Donald Miller says consistent, clear, and simple in how you communicate. Yeah. And it should be in the consistent piece is really important because whether a salesperson is dropping off a flyer or they're standing up in a networking meeting, having a conversation, or they're posting something on social media, you want to be consistent in how you're portraying what you do and what you talk about using words that are going to resonate with your audience because eventually they'll start to you'll start to be the known person for XYZ. And that's when you really truly have a brand reputation. When a random person can say, Oh, my friend just told me about so and so, and they do what you want, then you're known. Well, I mean, it's a it, like, perfect example. Look at Don Miller's brand. Uh, it's mm -hmm. it's amazing the whole storytelling idea. If, if you've read his book or not, chances are you've heard the, the words. And when you realize how he uses that and how he consistently uses that, we all think of that when we think of him. And it, it, it tends to work. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just, I guess, I wonder sometimes whether it's that important for a lone wolf professional salesperson out there doing their thing every day. Yeah, I actually think it's very important for them. Um, specifically because again, if you're, if you're out there and you're selling, let's say insurance, or you're selling, you know, a wealth management portfolio, or you're trying to get more people to, you know, be on your, um, or to, you know, to hire you to do bookkeeping, et cetera, 
you might be out there selling these services and people are also doing the exact same thing. They're out there talking about their business. They're out there calling on the exact same types of clients. So in sales, what we really do is we leverage storytelling. If you're really good at it, you leverage storytelling in how you sell, right? We stop mm -hmm. the features and benefits and we start saying, what's the win for you? Back in my day when I was working for big, huge medical diagnostic companies, you know, we I was always looking for, you know, what was the win for that person I was talking to specifically in their job, right? The win for finance, you know, the CFO is completely different for, you know, the person that's actually going to be handling right, the day to day. Right. Yeah. And, you know, we have to be thinking at that level. And, and, in, and when you do that, you're actually telling a story because you're going to start to communicate differently to those people. And you're going to start to talk about what you do in the in the realm of what they need to hear in order for them to check that box and say, I like them, I want to do business with them. And so if we can turn our conversations that way, we're definitely using storytelling. And our brand and how we communicate and whether we follow up and do what we say and all of that all goes back to that reputation. Hey, pardon the interruption, but I've got some really neat news for you. Next week's podcast guest is somebody that is just very, very special. I'll tell you more about that when she gets here next week. But here's the deal. You know the two hurricanes that just went through Florida and then up around the East Coast and all? Yeah, two hurricanes, almost back to back. I've got friends in Florida who are drastically affected by both of those storms. And here's the point. The media stops talking about it pretty soon after the wind and the waves move on, right? You hear about the hurricane, it comes, everything makes landfall, they talk about how terrible it was, and then they move on to something else. But you know what? The people are still there. Their houses are still leveled. Everything they had, everything is still gone. Who do you think is still there on the ground helping those people? Well, I tell you what, it's a huge business operation, and we're going to talk more about it on the business of sales next week. I'll see you then. I had a friend that once defined marketing as attracting people to your business, and prospecting is engaging those people in the, the whole sales process. Does that, that ring for you? What is marketing all about? Any, what do you define marketing for us real quick? Yeah, I, I don't I don't agree with that. Um, in that terms, I don't think. Um I think um, branding, again, is your reputation. I think marketing is the method used to share your reputation with more people, to share what you do with more people and to help them solve a problem. Like for me, it's more about if, if, you, if in marketing, all you did was talk about, hey, I get your problem and mm -hmm. here's how I can help you be better in your life or business, you yeah. will win more clients every single day because you're not talking about yourself, yeah, right? Yeah. You're really not selling, right? Don't we teach that in sales? Like if you really can just build a relationship and have a conversation that's meaningful to that person, they're gonna talk to you longer and you're not really selling anything to anyone. You're convincing them to join in on the conversation of how their life or business will be better when they buy from you. Yeah, I wanna solve a problem. I, 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 that's the whole idea is I wanna get out there and help people get what they want. Yeah. And solve their problem, whatever that might be. Mm -hmm. And then I'm doing that, then they're going to get what they, it, back to the, I mean, we're, we're back to Stephen Covey. It's a win-win situation, right? Yeah. Everybody's going to win out of this thing. We're not, uh, we're not out there selling blue widgets out of the trunk of our car anymore. It's, uh, it's a lot more to it than that. True. Then, 
Kendra, what what do you think? I mean, when you work with a client for the first time, where do you begin with them? What what do you how do you help them? So we always start kind of we go back to the beginning and we reposition their um, overall what I call brand identity, but it's like the overall brand, and we do uh, we do a look at that first, and we start by defining that really clearly. Because most businesses, again, aren't uniquely positioned. They're like, I do X, so I that is what I do, right? I sell real estate. I'm like every other real estate agent, we sell real estate. But you're not. When you're a service professional, you're not just selling that one thing, right? You are actually selling your reputation and your ability to help that person different from everyone else. So we start at defining the uniqueness and the understanding your audience. So it's that brand identity and then we we figure out what your brand story is going to be. So we go through, figure out, you know, the problem you're solving. We define the story. We define the successes for your client. And we, we write your elevator pitch, your brand script, all of that. Once we have that foundational element, then we can go into writing, doing your website or sales funnels or social media, because now we have the foundation yeah. of how to communicate. And that's the step that I think most professional business owners and salespeople and service industry businesses don't do. They just skip that piece usually. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They go straight to, let's just do social media. Let's build a website, <laughs> right? Like, let's just do the, the task, but they forget the foundation. Oh, that makes perfect sense. And do you run into people that, they, how do I put this? They're just spread too thin. They don't have really a, a focus on what they're, what they're doing and who they want to serve and what, what problems they solved is, is all that... the time. <laughs> That's one of the biggest <laughs> reasons that I end up working with people as they say, I do five different things and I'm so confused on how to pull it all together and speak clearly about what I do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So one, one thing we do, um, which is a really great technique for anyone on the call is to define your, to start with what is, the one word problem you solve. If you can figure that out, like what is the one main thing that my business is solving for everybody else and get it to one word, then you can kind of figure, then usually we can figure out how to pull all the other elements into that. I like that. Tell me, give, give me an example of one word that, that would describe that. What What's your one word for your company? Um. So I would say um, for us at Evolve Global Marketing, it's results. So what people really want is results. And so we solve the problem for that is that they're wasting time and money and marketing that isn't working. They're trying different methods and none of it is actually producing the results that they want. Um, if you were to look at StoryBrand and Donald Miller, he would say clarity. He's solving the problem for noise, right? Mm -hmm. Too much noise in the marketplace. So he's solving that through clarity. I'm solving the results problem through storytelling. Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, everybody has that somewhere. Um, if you think of Brene Brown, right? What was the one word problem? She was talked about shame, right? That was what mm -hmm. she was all about. Just what happens when you have shame? And then that turned into a multi-million dollar business. <laughs> um, you know, Tony Robbins, I think was, all about mindset originally. I mean, now mm -hmm. he does 10 hundred million things, but <laughs> you know, you can find the people. Susie Orman was finances, right? Yeah, like yeah. that was her big thing is debt. She was basically solving the problem for debt and Americans having too much debt. So I think if you can come up with what that is, that'll help you. Yeah, I do too. I think that's a that's a win for everybody right there is learning that and getting the idea that 
we just need to get down to figuring out what our focus needs to be on. What's that one word thing that we're going to do mm -hmm. for the rest of the world out there? Because, golly, you just can't focus on a thousand things at once. Yeah. Yeah. And you can convert that into a lot of different methods. So it's not easy to do. I will tell you, you know, I hear it all day long when I talk with clients. They're like, God, I'm so close to my business. It's a challenge to do it for myself. You know, I'm developing a new program for my business right now. And even that, and I do this for a living for up to $500 million <laughs> companies. And I'm like, oh, I'm so close to it. I'm not sure. And I'm overthinking it. And that's like, I just need, and so I get my team, you know, my uh, brand strategist to sit with me and then they give me their opinion independent of me. Because when we're close to something, we think everything matters. And the truth is you can really narrow it down pretty simply. Um, and then from there, then you have to figure out how you're going to uniquely tackle that problem mm -hmm. in that market. Yeah. So that's, yeah. there's lots of steps involved, but that would be step two. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, I struggle with it every day. Uh, am I a trainer or am I a facilitator and a coach? Uh, do I build training or do I perform training? It's, I, it's a real, real problem mm -hmm. because if you're not focused on what your key strategies are, you, you're going to, you're going to be a, uh, the analogy I like to use, you're going to be a swamp. You're not going to be a river. And, mm -hmm. um, and that's going to make it kind of difficult for sure. There's no doubt about that. Uh, anything else, Kimjara, that, that, uh, that you can tell us that might help that entrepreneurial sales professional out there get off their, uh, you know, plateau and move forward and grow their business. Yeah, I would say, um, What's really powerful about storytelling, whether you decide to, you might not need a website, right? If you're just an independent salesperson, it, you might not need something too deep, but what you do probably want to constant, constantly have is some form of communication via email. Um, every one of us, right? When we work for big companies, we get that CRM system. We can send those automated generated touch points. And I know it's hard. It's hard to remember to do that every week and to follow up consistently. So I always say, once you define your brand, I would say for most salespeople, the next step is really just to develop some kind of email nurture campaign because your targets are not always going to buy right away. We all know that. Um, you're going to have a percentage that you know aren't ready to work with you, can't work with you, can't afford you. And then you'll have the small amount that are like, yes, I'm in. We need to be communicating to all the rest and not forgetting to stay touching them. And we're in a digital age now. It is not going away. There's more and more and more things you can get online. And so having that presence out there and that that ability to email market and to connect with people, however you do it, is really important. And, you, you know, you make a very, very valid, very good point there. And that's something that, you know, I mean... Uh, Somebody might look at that and say, I get so dead gum many emails now. It's just incredible. Well, there are ways to do that copywriting so that you're going to get people's attention and you get a decent open rate. But it all begins with having an email list, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. You want to build an email list. And again, if you're out there selling, you're collecting cards, you're doing the things you need to do, you're meeting, building relationships with people. I think I would ask myself, how often do you go back and actually send a follow-up email? And then how often do you send a second one? Yeah, we might even yeah. send the first one and have that in our in our uh, day activity. But then, you know, a week later, are we following up? And a week after that, and a week after that. 
you know, so we develop things like 52 week nurture campaigns and different things where you're just touching somebody and providing value. Um, and I think now more than ever, it's really important to build your own influence out there in an mm -hmm. industry. Um, and I call it industry influence. Um, because it's not, you know, your TikTok and YouTube stars. It's not your Instagrammers. Like yeah. we're not talking about that. I'm talking for actual professionals who need to have influence over their market in some way so that they become the go-to because they have more authority just via how they're communicating and, um, and, uh, and how they're um, providing value to other people. Well, that makes perfect sense. It really does. Kim Jarrah, thank you so much for being with us here today. You've given us some really great things to think about and some action points to begin with. If uh, we want to contact you, how's the best way to find out more about Kim Jarrah Whittington and, and how we might be able to work together? Yeah, so my company is called Evolve Global Marketing. So you can go to evolveglobalmarketing.com and, um, and, and check me out there. There's a button on there, which is really important that you can click and you can book a call if you're interested in marketing support. Um, we would love to help you. We do all kinds of different um, types of marketing, but we always start again with that messaging and storytelling. Oh, it makes perfect sense. So evolveglobalmarketing.com, evolveglobalmarketing.com. You guys give uh, give it a look and and book a call with Kimjera. I think you could probably gain a lot by spending a little bit of time with her. And who knows, you might be able to build a relationship, a business relationship that's going to really make a big difference to you and your business. Kimjera, thanks again for being with us right here today. Thank you. It was wonderful. And for everybody else out there, y'all go out and meet somebody new. Have a great day. Enjoy your life. Have a good time. Love your family. And I'm Morris Sims, and I'll see you again right here on the Business of Sales.